Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. This time on the show, we're taking a look at the world of women lawyers, why there are still so few of them at the top of their profession, what some of them are doing to change that, and what lessons they have for the rest of us. One of the reasons women do so well in school is because we're great followers of authority. We check the right boxes. We follow the proper procedure. We tend not to act outside of the authority that we're given none of which helps women get ahead at work. Coming up on The Broad Experience. Beth Kaufman is president of the National Association of Women Lawyers. She's also a partner at Schumann, Updike, Kaufman, Stern and Asher in New York. It's one of the largest women-owned law firms in the US, and women-owned firms are pretty unusual. I knew the number of female equity partners at American law firms had stagnated for years. It hovers at about 15 to 16 percent. But it's not just that statistic that has lawyers like Beth Kaufman concerned. What's striking is not just that the number of equity partners has not increased over time. What is shocking is that many, many firms don't even count women among the top 10 rainmakers in their firm. Many firms do not have women on their highest management committee. Many, many firms are seeing a huge drop-off in the number, just the sheer number of women present, women lawyers present in the firm, after the seventh or eighth year of practice. Those numbers are most sobering when it comes to women of colour. More than three-quarters of them leave their law firms before their seventh year on the job. As for why women walk away, there are various reasons. As well as talking to Beth Kaufman about this, I spoke to Victoria Pynchon. She was a litigator for more than 25 years. She now runs a consultancy called She Negotiates. The women leave because they don't see other women being promoted. They also leave because their performance is measured primarily on subjective terms. Um, National Association of Women Lawyers has found that it is the, these subjective measures that derail women's legal careers. And the subjective measures are she's not tough enough, uh, she doesn't stand up for herself enough, she doesn't have uh, what the Fortune 500 are calling executive presence. So there, there are all these um, vague metrics for success into which implicit bias can flow and operate. But aren't men also measured by those same criteria? Uh, Men are judged on similar measures themselves, but they're being judged by their in-group. So the in-group is the in-group in control of the AMLAW 200 is white and male. The AMLAW 200 is made up of the largest, most profitable law firms in the U.S. Vicky says it's distasteful for many female lawyers, especially ones who've been around a while, to even discuss this stuff. We've been told for decades 
that if we talk about women's issues, we're whining. And we're using our gender as an excuse for not, you know, being ambitious enough, which is particularly cruel, actually, given the fact that in at least 10 years in the early days, we were criticized for being too ambitious, too controlling, too outspoken, um, uh, too aggressive. And those were code words for, you know, we don't like women who behave this way, and yet that's what lawyers are all about, right? So we've been trained to be aggressive. We're litigators. We're trial lawyers. We're warriors. Um, and yet we found in our law firms that what we had been trained to do and what we did for a living, the guys didn't want us to do really around them. They wanted us to continue to be supportive and helpful. And as long as we were young and supportive and helpful and working until midnight and delivering, they loved us because we are great uh, providers. We are incredibly loyal and we are unbelievably hardworking. A senior lawyer I heard speak the other week echoed that view. I was at an event at the New York Bar Association about how women lawyers can become rainmakers. Beth Kaufman alluded to this earlier, but relatively few women land business for their firms, and the fact they don't hurts their status and their compensation. At the New York Bar Association discussion, one of the lawyers on the panel, the managing partner at her firm, gave the women in the audience some advice. She said a lot of men at their firms were used to having women do things for them, be it a mother, a wife or a secretary. She said if female legal associates want to keep climbing the ladder and make partner, they have to morph out of being a dutiful, conscientious assistant well, that's the way the men at the firm will continue to see them. She said it was key to advocate for yourself. And when it comes to bringing in business for the firm, which can have a huge impact on a woman's pay, part of that involves doing something some women find pretty unpleasant, networking. Victoria Pynchon again. Men take friendships and turn them into business relationships. Women take business relationships and turn them into friendships, and then they think they shouldn't do business with their friends. She says because women are often very relationship-oriented, networking can seem dirty and calculating. But she says ultimately it should be seen as something that could help both parties achieve something work-wise, or even outside of work. This episode of the show is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. I use Squarespace to build a broad experience site, so I do know what I'm talking about. Squarespace is always improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have beautiful designs for you to start off with and all the style options you need to create a unique website for you or your business. Every design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content will look great on every device, every time. It's incredibly easy to use, but if you want some help, Squarespace has a great support team that works 24-7. It starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. You can start a trial at squarespace.com with no credit card required and begin building your website. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code BROAD10 to get 10% off and to show your support for the broad experience. Squarespace. 
everything you need to create an exceptional website. Vicky Pynchon says more and more women at big firms around the country are sick of waiting for their hard work to be rewarded with promotions. They're beginning to be a bit subversive. You know, if I may stereotype for a moment, one of the reasons women do so well in school is because we're great followers of authority. We check the right boxes. We follow the proper procedure. We tend not to act outside of the authority that we're given. Uh, and women lawyers um, in these major law firms are saying goodbye to all of that. And they are exercising power without being given the authority to do so. And this is something that men do without even thinking about it. She says at one big firm, when it's time to vote for a new equity partner, the senior women club together to pick and support the best female candidate. By block voting, they improve that candidate's chance of getting elected. It's not official firm policy, so I couldn't get anyone from that firm to talk to me on the record. The number of female partners there is inching up. There's also a successful push to increase the number of female in-house lawyers, so-called general counsel, and those women in turn advocating hard for more female partners at their company's outside law firms. Beth Kaufman says big firms need to make themselves friendlier places for women to work, so they'll actually want to stay there. It has to be part of the business model at the large law firm that, A, if you have a woman who's a fabulous lawyer, there's no question that, they have, that the women lawyers at these firms have the credentials that the men have. But that woman lawyer needs to be put in a position where she can have the flexibility of having a home life, raising her children, dealing with aging parents, whatever she's doing outside of the firm and the practice of law, she needs to be able to have the flexibility to do that, and she needs to have the commitment of the firm to give her the really excellent work that she's entitled to in order to develop as a lawyer. Some male lawyers might say, what about us? I know one, and he craves flexibility to take care of family matters just as much as anyone else. But all the statistics point to the fact that women are still spending more time on childcare and certainly on elder care than men are. But maybe there are ways around the inflexible law firm. Victoria Pynchon says she knows a lawyer who went on maternity leave, came back, and went to a senior female lawyer who already had children with a question. She really wanted to spend more time at home. And her question was, should I ask for part-time work? And she was told, no, it is a path to nowhere. Um, just work part-time. <laughs> Don't... Don't ask for it. Just come in late. The guys do it all the time. And that's subversive of the system. And it's hard for, for women rule followers to do. But I can tell you that every woman, mother, lawyer I've had working for me gets more accomplished in the hours she works for me than any other lawyer in, in, a, in a law firm. And, you know, people say, well, she's going to be worried about her children. Well, okay. And the senior partner is flirting with the 22-year-old receptionist. Everyone is distracted by something. 
Beth Kaufman, who's been at her firm for decades, says it is possible to have a good home life and a challenging, fulfilling career, distractions and all. I always have had great work from day one as an associate at this firm. I've had great responsibility. I've had interesting matters. I'm a litigator. I've had the ability to try cases. I've had the ability to stand up in the appellate courts, the highest appellate courts. I didn't argue yet in the Supreme Court, but that's one of my dreams. Um, And at the same time, I raised three fabulous daughters who are now adults, and one is about to become a mother. Um, And the firm recognized that I needed flexibility. I needed not to work part-time. I needed to work full-time, and I did work full-time because I was a single mother for part of that uh, period when my kids were growing up. and But I needed to be able to go to some of the school events. I needed to be able to be home in the evenings and help the kids with their homework, their school projects. But I was expected, and I certainly expected it of myself, to do first-class legal work and to do whatever the client required me to do to be successful in a particular matter. And the way I did that was I would spend the time I needed to spend with and for my children. I would work in the office. I would come back to work when we didn't have the ability to work remotely from home. I would come back to the office if I had to after the kids went to sleep at night. I would come in very early in the morning if I needed to do that. I would work on weekends. My children came to the office with me on weekends. They did their own homework here. They did their school projects. They occasionally watched videos. Um, They read books. Whatever they did, they did. And I got my work done. The things that I remember the most were just really enjoying seeing the office. That's Dina Kaufman, Beth's eldest daughter. She's now a lawyer herself at a large New York firm. Back in the 80s, I think she had, you know, very... Now what we consider old computers, um, you know, LexisNexis terminals. And I just thought that, for whatever reason, I thought they were the coolest things. Going to the office was exciting, especially since they got to watch videos and videos were strictly rationed at home. Dina says, sure, there were times when she wished her mum could be there at the end of the school day. But she says her mother juggled well long before the age of always-on connectivity. I mentioned to Dina something Beth had told me when we met. One of the things that she said was, I think it's really important for children to see their mother actually enjoying their job. Is that something you remember about that time? Were you conscious of the fact that she enjoyed what she did? And if so, how did that affect you? She and my stepdad would talk about work over dinner a lot of the times, not not necessarily like in, in, in a bad way, but just you know, how they were interested in their cases and what was going on and the updates. And it just sounded, it sounded very interesting. And they were able to talk about it in a way that I guess they're, my mom's, you know, three, at that probably age, more high school age daughters were able to understand. And it made a huge impact on me having them outwardly like their jobs and talk about it and share it with us. And then I asked that really annoying question so many women get asked. What about babies? Have you thought about your own future as a lawyer and how you'll be able to do everything? Between seeing my mom and she has a lot of female partners, I knew that it was possible. I think, unfortunately, that 
big law versus a smaller firm, there are differences in them. And I think that that could be, that is a factor in, in my thinking. I see sort of friends I work with struggle with it. And I think my mom probably struggled with it and she hid it from us really well. Dina Kaufman on the ever-relevant issue of whether family life and big law can coexist harmoniously. That's The Broad Experience for this time. You can comment on this episode at thebroadexperience.com or on the show's Facebook page. The Broad Experience is supported by the Mule Radio Syndicate. You can check out all Mule's other podcasts at muleradio.net. And if you know someone who'd enjoy The Broad Experience, please tell them about it and spread the word on social media too if you can. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.